everyone and welcome to another episode of The Wedding Wombat. I'm your host, Margie McCumstie, the hostess with the mostest. That's right, we're back for another episode of The Wedding Wombat and Happy Easter. If you're listening uh, at the time this podcast is coming out, it is Easter 2022. Of course, the content in these podcasts is is, you know, really great listening at any time of the year. But if you are listening now, then I hope the Easter Bunny has been hip-hop-hopping your way. So, um, as you said, I'm Margie McCumstie. I'm a celebrant and MC. I perform weddings on a regular basis and I also love being an MC for a reception to make sure it flows beautifully. Often in my role as an MC, I uh, I make sure that all the speeches run properly or always make sure the speeches run properly and uh, all the, the dances happen at the right times, the timing's perfect, everyone gets introduced properly, all those good things. Uh, and I make sure that, you know, five or ten minutes before you're due to speak, if you're a guest or if you're the, the couple getting married, that I've, you know, reminded you that you're giving a speech, make sure you're ready for it. Uh, I'll give you a few tips and I'll make sure I'll even go and get you a drink if you need it for the toast. Um, and often people say to me, oh, you know, I, I want mum to give a talk or I want dad to give a speech or to give a toast, but they're not sure, they feel a bit nervous, they don't know how to do it or, you know, the best man knows that they have to give a speech but they feel a bit uncomfortable, a bit nervous, a bit unsure. What should I do? Now, I've always got some great advice but I thought that today we'd have an absolute expert come on the show to talk to us and I have found somebody amazing he's over in America his name is Eddie Rice and he's just he's got a book coming out on April 18th so by the time you listen to this it's probably already out and you can go and find it on Amazon and pick it up it is actually a really really great book I've received an advanced copy lucky me and uh, I had a read through it it's got samples of um, speeches so it gives you a structure it gives you structures that you can follow The book is called Short Speeches, Big Impact. And you know what? That sounds pretty perfect for wedding reception speeches. Short speeches, big impact. You want them to be really impactful, emotional, connect with the audience, a few laughs, a few tears, but not to drag on forever. Short speeches, big impact. Sounds great to me. So Eddie Rice came on the show recently and I had a really awesome chat with him and we're going to hear that today on The Wedding Wombat. Stay tuned. The Wedding Wombat is an Australian-based wedding podcast to give you ideas, things to consider and interesting perspectives on all things weddings. My name is Margie McCumstie and as a civil celebrant and MC with Metamorphosis Ceremonies, I love my job and am passionate about celebrating love in meaningful, memorable and magical ways. I acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. I pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Here on The Wedding Wombat, we will sniff out the wedding options, dig out the latest trends, 
claw out and question traditions to see if they're relevant, and burrow down to discover amazing ideas to help you plan your wedding. It really can be fun, real, and a true celebration of you and the love you share. So welcome to The Wedding Wombat. It's time for us to chat. So today we're talking with Eddie Rice and Eddie is a speechwriter who helps people craft toasts for all occasions, including weddings. And uh, Eddie's actually got a book coming out on April 18th in just a few days called Short Speeches, Big Impact. So um, I've had a look at the book. I've had a bit of a read already. I got an advanced copy. Thank you, Eddie. And um, it's fantastic. It's a very practical guide um, to really help you with how um, how to navigate the world of speechwriting how to write a speech for any occasion really Uh, but obviously on the wedding wombat we're talking about weddings and there are certainly a lot of speeches with a wedding and so uh, this book can really give you um, the opportunity to make sure that your speech has the kind of impact you want because a great speech can really make a reception even uh, like more fabulous. So um, so that's great. Everyone knows of a, a, a best man who's given an awesome speech and had everyone, you know, laughing and uh, reminiscing or everyone knows of a speech given by a parent that's had everybody in tears. And um, there really is that kind of potential um, with if you if you really write a, a speech that is um, amazing and authentic and really special and uh, and really cuts to the heart of the matter, and I guess that's what Eddie's all about. So um, I'd like to start, Eddie. Welcome to the show, and uh, I'd like to start by asking you why you became a speechwriter and what you love most about what you do. Oh, that's a wonderful question. Thank you for having me on. I actually started my career as an eighth grade science teacher, and I thought I was going to be doing that for a long t- long period of time. But after five years, I realized that was not the path that I wanted to go in life. So I started to look around and wanted to figure out what my strengths were, what I could take from what I did in college, and apply it to my own life. And during that time, I had been doing a lot of Toastmasters, which is an international club where people get together and do public speaking. And I had also taken a lot of courses on rhetoric in college. And I was part of the mock trial team, which is where teams um, act as lawyers against each other in a fake case. And you argue that case to judges and you get points based on it. So I had a lot of public speaking and rhetoric in my background. And I thought originally... I could have become a public speaking coach, but there was a problem. I didn't have a business sense at the time. So I didn't know how to put together a website, how referrals, or even how to get my first clients. And so that business actually originally failed. Instead, what I did, I saw that there were sites like Elance and Odesk, the predecessors to Upwork. And on those sites, people needed speeches written. So I thought to myself, well, let me try that and see if that works. And I kind of fell into it where the first few speeches that I pitched were successful. And so were the client engagements. And just from those first few, I started to build my first set of clients and taught myself then how to build a website, how to get referrals, and how to do business and marketing. And from there, it just took off. So your your clients, are they mostly in the business world or do you find you get a lot of clients for uh, parties and weddings and things like that as well? I would say about 25% of the clients are for 
ceremonies and weddings and ceremonies and celebrations. And then the other 75% are for TEDx, keynotes, business speeches, um, stuff like that. Wow, that's fantastic. Gosh. Um, would you love to give a TEDx yourself? And if so, what would you talk about? Oh, that. so the answer is yes. Um, but the second answer is harder to figure out what I would want to actually talk about. Too often, I'm just behind the scenes helping people craft their ideas. So it might be something like storytelling, but I feel like that topic's been done a few too many times. Uh, same with public speaking. So I'm still trying to figure out what my TEDx talk would be. Mm, well, I watch this space, everybody. <laughs> I'll look out for you, Eddie, when you hit the TEDx stage, when you hit the red circle. <laughs> um, now, obviously, right, wedding, thank you. <laughs> wedding receptions are often a time for speeches. And while the newly married couple will do a speech of their own genuinely, generally in Australia, um, they may also be asked for some help, suggestions or guidelines from people that they ask to say a few words or do a toast. So um, usually they will approach you know one of the parents or both of the parents um or they'll say to their bridal party you know will you say a few words and you know so what advice could couples give to wedding party members or parents about what constitutes a great toast first off i would tell them that you want to honor the person and honor the event with your toast it's a toast not a roast so you want to stay away from embarrassing you want to stay away from PG-13 and R-rated humor and instead <laughs> keep everything fairly clean. And in instead, instead of telling just like really bad jokes that you got off the internet, try and find stories to tell instead or find heartfelt stories to tell instead. Um, that's the route that you want to go with your toes rather than thinking that you have to live up to some movie standard of having that you know, jaw-dropping, completely humorous and raunchy host um, that only works in the movies. It doesn't really work in real life too well. Yeah, I I think in Australia we have a more irreverent way of, of doing things and often it is seen as a roast rather than a toast. But I think what you're saying is really appropriate. I've been to, I've been, I'm an MC often for weddings and I've been to some weddings where it's like, really, really classy, very, very elegant, beautiful venue. And then when people get up to speak, there's they're like they're swearing and they're they're um they're, you know, like saying all sorts of things. And it's just it brings the standard of the event down. And I just think, okay, that might be the way you normally speak, but you might want to rein it in and keep it appropriate to the situation that you're that you're speaking to. Does that make sense? Oh, it very much does. And I think that's just a good universal rule across across cultures. Yeah. Now, as I said, I'm often an MC for wedding receptions. I always get a little bit nervous, especially about what the best man is going to say in his speech, as sometimes often actually the content can be a bit rambunctious. So what would you consider to be inappropriate content and how could a couple navigate the tricky conversations prior to the wedding to minimize potential embarrassment? I think anytime you start talking about past boyfriends and past girlfriends, <laughs> you are veering into the area, a very, very dangerous that's going to upset the other member of the couple. And I also just tell people, you know, would you tell these same story if you were sitting down with the 
couple's in-laws at dinner and you were having just a nice intimate dinner with them, would you tell the same stories to them face-to-face? And, you know, if you can pass that test, then that story is okay. But if you would be a little bit nervous about it or don't think it would be appropriate, then I would save it for another time. Save it for stag night um, instead. I think that's another place where you could tell better stories um, than the wedding reception. Yeah, remember, grandma Um, is listening. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I just said grandma is listening. Oh, she very much is. She very much is. And then I think for just how to have that conversation with someone who might not um, be 100% comfortable with, I think, you know, it's just about being honest in conversation and being tactful. Um, what you can, you know, even give people an out and say, look, you don't have to give it if you don't want to. They might be deathly afraid of public speaking and may not actually give it. Or you just have to have a heart-to-heart conversation and say, look, you know, this is the wedding day. This is my wedding. And, you know, this is kind of what we're expecting from this. And these are just our, our guidelines that we want everything to fall under thing. But to say, you know, keep it classy, keep it nice, honor the person, honor the event. I think you can have those guidelines in an email or a conversation, offend anyone, but still be true to what you want out of yeah, that makes sense. That's really great advice. I love that. Honor, honor the honor the event and honor the the couple. So I think that's really, I think that's really important. Um, now you were t- saying that sometimes sometimes people are deathly afraid of uh, of public speaking, and uh, um, so what would be the best way to deal with nerves if you are in that situation? Especially also, I mean, a lot of couples get up to do a speech, um, you know it's their wedding day. They want to be relaxed. What's the best way to deal with nerves? And it's to just practice a lot ahead of time. Uh, Too often, I think people get wrapped up into the words that they want to say, and then they don't have enough time for practicing what they're going to actually say. So what I suggest people do is use a voice recorder app on your phone and record yourself giving your toast. You can yourself. say certain lines and certain words and help edit it your, yourself way, but it gives you another method of practicing where you don't have to practice it in front of others. You can just sit in front of yourself. Um, but if you have other people in your life, good critical friends, the people that aren't 100% positive or aren't 100% negative, but can kind of tell you, um, seek those people out to get feedback and practice with them ahead of and you're going to be a lot more confident before you get up to give your toast. I think that's really good advice that um, practicing your toast ahead of time will give you that confidence and peace of mind that you you know what you're going to deliver. You've heard yourself if you've practiced with a recording and you can make sure you've got that inflection in there and, uh, and that, you know, it sounds great. If you've practiced it with somebody, you can check that, you know, the stories are going to land and you're not saying anything inappropriate and um, yeah, and that it just flows nicely. So now I've noticed as an MC, there's a bit of a trend, especially with um, younger people with the bridal party that they will get up to give a speech and they've got their mobile phone in their hand. And I'm like, oh, no, because it's obviously, well, I think it's problematic for a number of reasons. Um, And, you know, I know you've got one in particular in mind um, that you'll share. Mine is that I've had 
a bridesmaid get up to give a speech um, and she's suddenly realised that her phone's at 3%. And, uh, and so we've had to go to another speech and wait while somebody found a charger and got her phone on charge so that it wouldn't run out during the speech. And Like it's a nightmare. It's an absolute logistical nightmare. And uh, yes. <laughs> so, and it doesn't matter if I suggest that they have them written out that's in their mind they've got it written out on their phone and uh, but there's another reason why it's not a good idea to use your phone would you like to tell us about that eddie of course this comes from my uh, friends that are wedding for um if you have that phone in front of your face it's going to be very hard to take a really good photo it's going to be obscuring your face and then second the backlight face as well and splash on it and it's just going to make it really hard photographer to take a really good picture of you giving that toast um so that's just another another worry about um in terms of doing it where you could just replace your phone with a piece of paper or a set of note cards and be just fine you know those, those things aren't going to run out of battery either um, so <laughs> you'll be right. good to go if with using uh note cards and paper it's a little bit old school but it works incredibly well i promise <laughs> definitely more reliable now what's the best way to weave humor into a speech um you said before you know don't hop on google and type in jokes for a wedding speech and then trot out the same tired old jokes that you know you'll barely get a chuckle from um so what is the best way i like trying to discover humor in the stories that are told so I like it when you can find a story that's funny or that has funny elements to it that you can then tell and it becomes off a lot more natural. It doesn't come off like a one-liner joke. And instead, people can laugh along with the story. So I like to discover the humor in things that you're saying and let it come naturally, trying to force it. I think when people force toast is going to be the start of their stand comedy career that's where people go wrong and i would not recommend that at all you're there to you know make a great uh, for the happy couple not to be you know boost go and start your stand-up comedy career you don't need to be adam sander and the wedding singer <laughs> exactly <laughs> now um i often find that people will get up to give their their toast and then they forget that it's a toast and they give the speech and then they get really clumsy at the end about how to ask people to raise their glasses for the toast. What's the best way to do that? Right. Um, so I think it's really it's fairly easy and straightforward. You just say, raise your glass. And then from there, you give a one to two line quote. And this that you do find on the internet, there's some very classy quotes to end on. But I like trying to in a movie, a book, or a song that's unique to the, and quoting from that. And then um, you just say cheers afterwards, and everyone should get the idea at that point. So it goes, raise your glass, quote, cheers, that's your ending. That's right. And I think if you're going to want people to repeat what you've said in terms of, you know, to the bride and groom or whatever, then you need to not make it really long and ridiculous. So it has to be to Mr. and Mrs. Smith or to, to the bride and groom or to the happy couple or whatever, but don't make it, you know, 
to the very happy couple on their wedding day because nobody's going to say that. That's right. You end up with everyone going, oh, to the happy couple. And some people say the rest of it and it's just messy. So you want to keep it nice and clean. And I think what you're saying is really great. Just, you know, yeah raise your glasses, do a quote and or a saying or whatever, and then, and cheers or to the happy couple. And then everyone can go to the happy couple and they cheers and clink their glasses and it all happens. Um, but it's so easy. People sort of get to the end and then they kind of walk off or they suddenly remember and then they're like, oh, um, so everybody, you know, it's just like, oh my goodness. <laughs> Um, yeah so it's really really important to have a think about how you're going to end that speech uh, in a way that's going to get the result you want in terms of doing a toast now um, we were chatting just before and in America you were saying that the married couple don't often give a speech at the end of all the speeches whereas in Australia it's pretty traditional that um, that the couple will hop up and give a speech and uh, say a few thank yous after all the speeches, um, often before they, you know, cut the cake and do their first dance. Um, so if the married couple were giving a speech, I usually suggest that they take a, like an outside-in approach where they, they thank everybody for coming first off and then they thank individual people you know thanks to mum for this and auntie june for helping with the flowers and you know so and so for altering the wedding dresses and thank you for this and thank you for that and thank all the vendors so thank the venue and thank the you know the mc and the florist and you know all the people that the photographer all the people who need to be thanked and uh and then you know thank the bridal party so if it was um uh, if it was say that the the bride is giving the speech on behalf of the couple, um, she might you know thank the the other bridesmaids or the other groomsmen on the other side, and uh, you know for supporting the her partner, and uh, and then she'll thank her bridesmaids, and then last of all, so circling in from the outside in, the final person she thanks is her wonderful partner her wife or her husband and um and she says something beautiful and thanks thanks them for you know for being the person they are and for loving her and um for creating such an amazing day and um and you know so that's it's not so much a toast it's more just a a thank you for everybody and uh so do you have any other tips or tricks that you think you know needed to be said in terms of a couple um, I really don't, to be honest. You you nailed it a hundred percent. I love your love your technique. I love the outside in approach. I'm gonna mm. use that and steal that, I think, oh, for a few for speeches I need to write um when the thank yous have to be heavy. Um, because I usually steer away from a lot of thank yous in like a traditional speech, um, because you just don't want to have those. But obviously here it fits a lot better because you do need to thank all the people that went into making this day possible because it's a huge team effort to make it happen. Um, but I love your approach. I think that's a wonderful way of doing it outside in. Um, I can't improve upon that. Oh, that's lovely. Thank you. We'll put that in book two, maybe, Eddie. That's right. <laughs> so um, so your book is just about to be released. Um, tell us, you know, how long has it been a labor of love? How long have you been working on it? Um, and where can we buy a copy? Sure. Um, so I've been working on it for three years. Um, wow. I thought I was going to have it done fairly quickly because a lot of the ideas came to me very quickly, but I had this kind of like jumble of ideas and then COVID hit 
and people weren't having too many weddings in person. Um, they were, if they were, they were doing, you know, six person weddings without a reception. And I was like, well, this would be a terrible time for me to release this book. So I gave myself a little bit of extra time to get it done. And once I had an outline, I wrote to that outline and that made it a lot faster to write the whole thing and complete it. Mm. Um, but it now can be found on Amazon along with any other ebook retailer that's out there. I just submitted all of the documents last night to Ingram Spark and to Amazon. So they should be all taking care of the distribution over the next few days and ready for the launch on April 18th. Uh, congratulations, Eddie. It's very exciting. I'm an author as well. I, I have um, I have a book out and I've also joined in um, two collaborative books. And uh, But I've got one on my own and it's a massive undertaking. So uh, congratulations for that. And uh, your book is actually really impressive. Um, I... Uh, I love speeches as well. I've, you know, been um, competing in public speaking and debating and things like that as well for years. So I've got, a, I've got a similar background to you and, uh, and I really respect the, um, the quality of what you've put into your book, um, the way it sets out templates and ideas and structures for the speeches is really invaluable for couples. So if you are a Wedding Wombat listener and uh, you're getting married or you, um, you've got a, a, somebody who's giving a speech, you know, say, say dad wants to give a speech at the wedding, but he really is unsure about public speaking. This book is going to be invaluable. It really is. Um, and it's the kind of book that you could, you could buy and then, you know, you could pass on to somebody else who's having a wedding or, um, or, you know, sell it afterwards um, to make sure other people get the value from it because it really is an incredible book and it's going to, really give people very practical ideas it's not it's not airy fairy fluffy sort of stuff about you know how to overcome nerves no it's got actual questions that if you sat down and like answered the questions you'd you'd be finding that you've almost your speech is writing itself like it's it is that good so um so congratulations eddie on a fabulous book and um we've got links to eddie's website and where you're able to buy his book uh in the show notes um so you can secure yourself a copy and uh thanks so much for coming on the show today eddie um whereabouts in america are you i'm in cleveland ohio Ah, very good. <laughs> well, uh, I'm sure you're making quite a difference to people in the the whole world of speech writing over there. And you've definitely made a difference to our listeners today on The Wedding Wombat. So thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me on. All right. Talk to you soon. What a fantastic chat with Eddie Rice today with his book, Short Speeches, Big Impact. It was really great getting to talk to Eddie. And I think I found somebody who has a very like-minded sense of what's important with a speech um, and uh, and making sure that it really resonates for the audience. So uh, obviously, you know, wedding receptions are a pretty important time for giving giving talks and giving speeches and for um, making toasts. And if you follow Eddie's advice in his new book, um, you'll be well on your way, which is fantastic. So uh, there's links, as I said, to Eddie's website if you wanted to get in touch with him or if you wanted to order his book, Short Speeches, Big Impact. All the details are in the show notes. The Wedding Wombat comes out on the 15th of every month and you're invited to subscribe, listen in, and share it with your friends. Leave a review if you're listening through iTunes to help others find us. 
Spread the word. Did you know that a group of wombats is called a wisdom? And now it's time for our wedding wombat wisdom. Yes, it's time for our wedding wombat wisdom. And today's wisdom actually comes as a direct quote from Eddie's book. I felt that was really appropriate and it touches on some of the things we talked about today. This is how it goes. Remember to honor the person and honor the event. Take your time when brainstorming, writing, editing, and rehearsing. Use the example speeches as starting points for your own toast. Look to mimic the structure and rhythm of their stories and language. You may still feel some anxiety at this point in starting, but that feeling is natural. It goes away as you start to write and work your way through the speech writing process. Once you have a completed draft, look for opportunities to give your speech to others before the big day. If you fear public speaking, look at this toast as an opportunity to rewrite the story you tell yourself when giving a speech, an opportunity to succeed rather than fail. I hope that all your speeches and all your toasts are a massive success and I'll see you next time on The Wedding Wombat. Bye for now.